Hey there, and welcome to the Just Keep Blogging podcast. I'm Kim Anderson from KimAndersonConsulting.com, and I'm here to give you a regular dose of blogging adrenaline. Okay, so today I am excited to be back. Thank you guys for your patience. I launched my first ever traditionally published book in the past month and it's been just a whirlwind um, of planning and, you know, making trades. Got to make trades sometimes in the time that you have available. And unfortunately, I had to trade out um, one or two weeks of recording podcasts in order to make the book a reality. And I'm okay with that trade, but you guys are awesome. I'm back, ready to talk. And this week, I wanted to talk in particular about blogging squirrels you should ignore. And if you're not familiar with the term squirrels, what we're usually referencing when we say this is the movie Up, the Disney movie Up. There's a dog um, that has like a talking collar and the dog will talk. And then suddenly if the dog sees a squirrel, he'll yell squirrel and he'll stop in the middle of the conversation and he'll look at the squirrel. And it's funny. It's a funny analogy because in blogging, it's kind of what we do, um, with all the things that we have available to be distracted by as bloggers. So you could be confidently paving the way and making content and, you know, just trucking along. And then suddenly you'll be in a Facebook group where everybody starts talking about this thing, this course, this ebook, this whatever. And suddenly you're off chasing that thing, trying to figure out what everybody's talking about instead of keeping focus on the thing that is your next best step. And if you know me, you know I'm all about figuring out what is the next best step for you and your blog. So here are some things that I'm going to talk about in today's episode that I'm hoping will help alleviate some of the distraction, some of the frustration, some of the things that really cause you issues in blogging. Um, I'm going to kind of call them out and I want to encourage you that these are things that you do not need to waste time being distracted by. So let's dive in. Number one, you really don't need to worry about the bounce rate on your website. So with the world of Pinterest and the way with which we consume information now, it is common if you look at even your own habits online to see that when we're on Pinterest and we find an interesting article, or if we're searching for a recipe, or we're searching for a particular thing, we will click an image, we will click a pin, um, or we will click an article on Google search that takes us to a website that tries to give us the best answer we're looking for. If we don't find the best answer we're looking for on that site, we're going to leave, right? Like Because our objective is to find the best answer. So we will continue to look for the search results whether it's on Pinterest or in Google or wherever we're looking to find the information that we're seeking. And we're not really thinking about the website owner. We're not thinking about the blogger. We're thinking about ourselves and we're thinking about, hey, this is not what I was actually looking for. Let me go find what that is. So if you find that your site often has a high bounce rate, like 80%, whatever, these are not things for you to really worry about because you have to remember that people are coming to your website to consume content and they're looking for a particular thing. And if they don't find that thing or they do find that thing, 
they may immediately leave your, leave your site. They may not linger. They may not have time to go digging in your archives or look at your popular content because they're trying to do one important task. Maybe that's make banana bread. Maybe that's they need to understand how to use milk paint on a table from the thrift store. Whatever it may be, they're there for that one bit of information. And they may hang around if they have time and they may not. But if they don't hang around and you have a high bounce rate, it's going to be okay. Don't focus on trying to get your bounce rate down particularly because I don't think that you can control that. I think that's a waste of your time and energy. There are much better things that you can focus your time and energy on, such as creating good content, growing your email list. There are things that are much more important than worrying your little self over your bounce rate. Number two, unsubscribes. When people unsubscribe themselves from your list, you should be super duper excited because this means that they have self regulated. They have self-cleansed themselves from your list, meaning they don't really, they're not really interested in what you have to say anymore, which is fine. They're not your people. And if they're not your people, they're not going to buy from you. So if you find that you're having some unsubscribes and every email, that's normal. Now, if you're having like tons and tons and tons of unsubscribes, that might mean that the opt-in or the thing with which you are growing your email list with is a disconnect between the content in your emails on a weekly basis. Like, let's say you're a blogger who writes about homeschooling and your opt-in is a recipe for gingerbread cake. So people come to your site, they get on your list because of your ginger cake recipe, and suddenly, you know, they're starting to get emails about homeschool when they were just hoping that they would get more recipes. Can you see the disconnect there? So that's a really severe example, but it's the best example that I can give kind of on the fly. If you find that you're getting unsubscribes, that's normal. If you're getting like tons and tons and tons of unsubscribes to the point where like you're not seeing growth anymore because for every 10 people that sign up, when you send out a newsletter, 10 people are leaving, then there might be a disconnect between what people are signing up for and what you're writing about in your email newsletters. So Unless that's happening, unsubscribes is a normal part. If you just have a few every week, don't worry yourself over that. That's normal and it's a good thing. Number three, making images on your website perfect. It takes a lot of time to get used to taking photography or photos on your blog. And the more you practice, the better that you're going to get. I recently did a live workshop um, with Kim Anderson Consulting um, and the Just Keep Blogging community where I talked to people about you know, creating simple blog post images. And one of the best things that you can do to get great images, whether you're making a recipe or anything else, is to take your stuff outside to a table um, in non-direct sunlight. So like in a lightly shaded area or somewhere where there isn't harsh light shining down on your area. I used to go out on my back porch um, and take photos in like my screened in porch in that area and kind of just play around with PicMonkey photo editing and lighten them and um, kind of add a little contrast here or there. But at the end of the day, your images don't have to be perfect. And I think a lot of people get really, really hung up in saying, okay, well, I've got to master a DSLR camera before I can be a blogger. And that's not the truth. I can tell you that some of the most popular content on my site today has some of the crappiest pictures that I've ever taken in my blogging career. And I've never really gone back and fixed them. And it doesn't change the fact that it's still my most popular content and that people stay and read. So, you know, having this idea in your head that your blog has to be perfect and that your pictures have to be perfect is really not right. People are coming there to consume good content. So if the stuff that you're providing teaches them how to do something in a clear way or explains something to them in a clear way or is organized well or answers the question with which they're seeking, you're doing your job. And you know what? 
It's all right if your images look terrible because you will learn the more you practice, the more images you make over the years, it will get better. And you have to be patient with yourself. Number four, don't get distracted trying to hunt down likes and followers. Okay, so there are many, you know, different kinds of thought processes on this. But let me just always remind you, and I'm going to say this over and over and over again, because I wish that I had spent less time on this particular activity. You don't own social media. You don't own your profile. You don't own any of that. But you do own your blog. And in my experience, there are people out there who will spend so much time and so much money, right? Like you think, oh, I'm going to boost this post. Why did you boost the post? That's my question. Like, what are you getting out of it? So a squirrel that's common to bloggers is social media. And social media is an important tool in marketing. So I'm not putting that down. Let me be clear. Social media is amazing. I love social media. Okay. I use social media. It's a powerful marketing tool. But I think sometimes we are easily distracted by the opportunities that they give us because we think that it's going to be some kind of game changer. When in reality, you don't own social media and you have no control over what happens with it. You can learn to work with it. You can learn some systems for developing ads that convert and things like that. But at the end of the day, you don't own that property. And if they get upset with you and shut you down, you could lose a lot of traction that you've spent time and money building, right? Like, let's say that you um, kept boosting for likes over a period of a year and you got yourself up to like 10,000 followers or something and you'd spent like five or 600, I don't know, lots of money on this. And then Facebook decided that they didn't like something you did and they shut you down and didn't give you a reason and they're not going to open up your account. Where did all those fans go? How do you retain them? How do you get them back? You can't. That is why your email list is always going to be one of the best places that you can focus your time and energy. The rest of the stuff like that is squirrels. So all I'm saying is it's important to do social media. You should post the social media. You should use social media as a marketing tool. But do not build your whole house on that sand, guys, because all it takes is for the Facebook storm to come and your house and your followers and your people are gone in an instant. And that can be crushing for people, devastating for people's brands because they built their brands on somebody else's house. So if you're going to focus your energy on something, focus your energy and time that you have available on your own blog and building that and getting traffic to your blog through social media, okay? Boosting posts, doing anything where you're shelling out money for people to stay where they are is no good to you. Does that make sense? Like you want to use social media to drive traffic to your site, to get followers on your email list. Use it as a tool to grow your own platform, not someone else's. Don't pay for things that don't grow your house, that don't improve your house, your land, your property. Got it? Now, you can disagree with me if you want to. That's perfectly fine. And you can keep on keeping on. But if there's a day that comes and they shut you down, you'll be saying, man, I wish I'd listened to Kim. But that day may never come. Just saying. There are all kinds of squirrels that we face in blogging and in our online lives. 
that are easy to chase. One of those things is, again, if there's new people, if you're in a new group of new bloggers and suddenly one of these new bloggers comes along and they've come up with some sort of system that suddenly blew their platform out of the water. They've got thousands. They've got millions of page views. That's all fine and dandy. But let me just remind you about the word variables, okay? There are so many variables, guys, that lead to someone being a successful blogger. One of the main variables is focus and the fact that they kept building something over time. That is the best variable in blogging is putting your head down, focusing on what you're doing, growing, building, creating content, growing your email list. There's variables that matter. Now, then there are variables that happen on the fly. Like, let's say a major website got a hold of some of your content and they shared it and your site blew up. That's a variable. Um, you know what I mean? Like maybe something caught on that's popular on Pinterest. Variable. Viral traffic is a variable thing. And there are too many of those variables for you to ever determine that success was built by one action. So if you're ever in a group of people and somebody starts freaking out about how awesome and how amazing this strategy was that they used, this one thing they did that was the game changer for their blog, it's probably not the whole picture. And I would be careful about following people who talk about that kind of thing. Don't let those kind of things distract you where you stop and you're like, oh, I got to go try this because it worked for them. Do you know what I would do? I would let all the other people chase that squirrel and see how it works for them. Like let other people be the guinea pig. You just hold back and keep your course and you keep doing what you're going to do and let somebody else be the guinea pig. And when you find out that it actually worked in more than one scenario and more than one control system, then maybe you should consider trying that as well. It's okay to explore. It's okay to try new things. That is how we are successful entrepreneurs. So I'm not putting that down. All I'm saying is be careful who you guys take advice from in the blogging world. If they're a newbie with very little uh, under their belt from experience and time, what's happening with their platform could be a fluke. It could be a variable and it could be one that they're not aware of and they're not sharing with you. So just keep that in mind. Somebody who has a page that blows up overnight could be because somebody else actually showed it, not because they tweaked their Pinterest strategy in this way or that way, or because they did this thing on Facebook or they deleted this or added that. Remember, it's very, very, very important that you take advice from people who have tried something and has been tested and has stood the test of time, if that makes sense. So one other thing that a lot of people get really, really distracted by is constantly pursuing traffic. Like there comes a point in your blogging career where you've pursued traffic, you've grown an email list, and it's like we're so caught up in the passive income that comes from ads with having amazing traffic that it's like we stay stuck and we actually end up making traffic a squirrel because it's a squirrel that distracts us from the next best step for us because 
Maybe you could be making money off your email list by incorporating more affiliates or doing affiliate launches, but instead you're having to spend all your time scheduling social media and scheduling pins and doing all these things because you're still chasing traffic. And so all your time during the day is being sucked up pursuing traffic. And maybe it's because you feel like your blog needs to be at some like number, like there's some number out there that you feel like you need to get your blog to. But if you've been in the game for four years at least, you remember the heydays of Pinterest when traffic used to come like an open faucet to whomever would pin. Um, And from my understanding, those days are gone. They're just, they're not like they used to be. And if we continue to spend all of our time trying to go back into that old way of doing things, old way of getting traffic, We're going to miss out on some of the money-making opportunities that are before us. So just be really careful that squirrels aren't actually you being stuck in somewhere that you were before. Um, And if you're a person who is in a niche kind of blog, you have to realize that you may never see a million page views. You may never see 200,000 page views. You may never see 100,000 page views because the audience that you're trying to reach is small. So your game is aiming for a solid email list of true fans. Like that is where your focus should be. And if you continue to trace like some arbitrary traffic number that you're trying to get, you're going to drive yourself crazy. Like the passive income from ads is amazing, but you can't build a business. You can't build a blogging business on passive traffic income from ads because it's too variable. It goes up and it goes down. So those are the main squirrels that I see most of all. Don't look at the people around you. Keep focused on what's just ahead. And remember, squirrels come in all kinds of forms. These are the things that cause us to take our focus off of the things that are most important and place our focus on things that aren't as important or are completely unimportant. And when we're trying to build a business, it can be very easy to try to pursue things that we feel like are going to give us quick growth. But the key to blogging, and it's why I keep making Just Keep Blogging, is because I'm trying to get you guys to understand that you have to adopt this long game mentality. That if you will just say to yourself, I can do this, I will put my head down, I will do the next best thing for me, I will, I will ignore the squirrels, I will pursue this thing that I have decided that I am going to do with passion. If you will do those things, you guys are gonna find momentum, you're gonna find your stride, and you're gonna be able to keep going even when things get hard or when traffic goes down or something changes because you kept your eye on the right prize, you pursued the right thing at the right time and you did not give up. So whatever you do, no matter what comes your way, no matter what squirrels come your way this week, put your blinders on, put your head down and just keep blogging. Just do the next best thing to grow your platform. You've got this. Don't give up.